Hello and welcome to the Top Rev Podcast with me, Dave. Joining me today on this fine evening is... I'm just making it tense. Blaine and Josh, how's it going? Good, yeah. How are you? Oh, oh, it works. Well done, Blaine. <laughs> well done, Blaine. And now I know um, I'm not senior anymore. <laughs> Thanks for telling me that. Well, to, to be fair, we've we've got to give the youngsters a chance sometimes, Josh. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we wouldn't have ended up with Stefan Bacetich or Blaine. So we'll, exactly, we'll, we'll never win anything with kids. Yeah. Two wonder kids there. Oh yeah. So we're coming at you after a win. For is it the worst? Is is the worst? Is it the first time in twenty twenty three we've won? It is. Jesus Christ! That game against Leicester. So it's the fourteenth of. Feb and Valentine's Day. I'm in love with my bird. <laughs> oh my god. That was rubbish. <laughs> um cut that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I am I'm I'm actually gonna note that down on my phone to clip that. <laughs> Alright. Um so yeah, about there, about two minutes in. About two minutes, yeah. Okay. Um but yeah, so First win of 2023. Um, everyone, everyone happy. I, I mean, actually, not everybody on Twitter is happy because people are already ranting and raving over the owner situation already this morning. But about what? About the owner situation and United potentially being owned by oh, QIA. Well, obviously, the quote-unquote bottom reds, Josh. Mm. Mm. Obviously, we want FSG to stay. Over here, so we do, we do, we are really like living up to our name with that, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a reason we are um, financially secure with a new stadium, a new expanded stadium. Sorry, new training ground, best manager in the world. Before the season. Well, I mean, I, I just want the Qataris to put the Champions League medals on the table. To be honest, you know, it's gone so well over at, at uh, PSG with that. Don't get me wrong. You've... Don't the PSG fans actively want them out at this at this point? I don't know, but it's not as though they've been fucking imperious, given the fact that they absolutely crush every other club financially in it's that league anyway. Collapse over there as well, isn't it? Well, yeah. You, you... What's quite funny is the the man who started the collapse, um, Christophe Gautier, uh, obviously by managing to win the league with Lille, is now making it worse by not doing a very good job at PSG. It's almost like I, I really like Christophe Galtier, but a manager who's never managed a big club before shouldn't really be managing PSG. But that club will only succeed when they get rid of Messi and Neymar. And they need to stop signing world superstars and Sign good players. Yeah, make it about the collective. Who work, for the, who work hard for the team. For the badge. Every, every, yeah. <laughs> every manager has struggled there. Um, despite, you know, walking to league titles every every season. Apart from That's never been an issue at United, yeah. though. Signing vanity players, that don't help the team, but just the name. Well, no, they're a, they're a people's club, aren't they? Yeah. Um, people's club. Um, talking of the people's club... 
Segway, that is. <laughs> I should be on hosted duties. You can have them if you want. No. <laughs> I said I should be, but I want to be. Ah, right, okay. No. You'll be like the Christoph Galtier of the podcast. Mm-hmm. He'll take the reins and run it into the ground. Mm-hmm. But yeah, speaking of the people club, as you said. God, they're angry bastards, you know, Everton fans. Like, wow. I'm not surprised. I watched them yesterday. I was angry for them. Well, to be fair, I could... I'd, yeah, yeah. See, I'm not taking the result with a pinch of salt because the intensity was there and that was the main thing. That's what we've been missing all season. But they were incredibly shit as well. So, as much as... We made them incredibly shit because... We did not press high at all. Yeah, we, 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 we did make them incredibly shit, but at the same time, they were obviously, like, massively rattled. <laughs> like, I think at a point in the second half, Tarkovsky with one of the worst attempts of a pass I've ever seen. And that's for a player who's He's actually fairly good on the ball. Throwing, didn't he? What? He, he did it two or three times. He? Yeah, he did, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, you've got an ex-midfielder at centre-half in, obviously, Cody. And Tarkovsky's bad. This is what happens when you do bleep tests in the middle of the season. Well, instead of you know coaching and I mean, Arsenal fans have got to be watching that performance with the their head in their hands because how on earth that team the managed big, to beat them last week. The big difference was um, up front, though, wasn't it? Ellis Sims is not a good player. No, I know, but. They didn't really have anybody around them. I felt a bit sorry for them, to be honest. They were just punting her up and then and he did actually win. There was nobody there to challenge for it. Like, don't get me wrong, he did look like he just won a raffle. Yeah. But... That was the interesting thing for us as well. You obviously look at that midfield. And, um, you obviously wouldn't have heard this, but the um, Guy Sports commentary team were... Well, Leon Osman was incandescent with rage that the midfield for Everton was just absolutely useless. Which... You know, you look at the three names in there, you'd expect them to you know, overpower ours, which is why we just sent the ball over their heads all the time in the first half. I actually didn't mind it as a ploy. I was getting a bit annoyed we did it every time. But we were very direct in that first half an hour. It's also because every time we tried to go through the middle, we got fouled as well. And we're just too technical to play through the middle anyway. So. Oh, well, yeah, there is that. The character pointed that out last night, yeah. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, after Trent Alexander-Arnold gave it away for the fifth time in uh, the first half, no, he didn't. No. <laughs> Was that a jab, really Josh? Too, really too technical. Into that, <laughs> um, but yeah, so are, are we pretty much all aligned on the man of the match? Is it our Hawaii? Joe Gomez. Yeah. Oh, no. Joe Gomez did play well in fairness to him. Yeah, he's one of our best players. I've got this person written down as Star Boy. <laughs> Just because I wanted to talk about him, so I'm hoping uh, Cody Gakpo is obviously what uh, you all come up with. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, you know, have you ever seen that that um, that meme? Somebody is not my friend. Somebody is my friend. Though no. that, that's how I feel towards Thiago and Bacetic. Like Thiago's not my friend. Stefan Batisic is my friend, though. It's, it's funny, though. I've got, I've got a couple of stats, actually. I can do a statistical dive into uh, Stefan Batisic. 
who's obviously meant to be playing the Tiago role, mm. right, which is, you know, orchestrator, moving the ball around, you know, keeping things ticking. He only attempted 34 passes this year. Rashtic. So he's, he's played the Tiago role, but made it his own little role. Um, so of those 34 passes, he completed 24. Not brilliant. Um, but six of them were progressive passes, which is, I think, a good little percentage um, of the ones he completed. Um, Jordan Henderson made eight progressive passes in the game, but attempted double um, what uh, Bashtic did. So from what you can tell in you know, 90 minutes in isolation, he's a very efficient progressive player, but not one that you know needs to demand the ball to, to make a difference. So really good mature performance from him. I think his best contribution was the tackle for the second goal. Um, he's managed to make going through the back of somebody look like a brilliant tackle because he quite clearly wins the ball. Um, but yeah, so so impressive and a, a wonderful accent as well. He deserves um, deserves big credit for, for his Spanish scouts. Um, yeah, well, well played to him. Yeah, what did you think, Lee? I mean, it, it does slightly depress me now that plays are coming through that are like two, three years younger. Oh, uh, you're at that stage oh, now. It does depress me slightly, yeah, Josh, to be honest. Uh, I see I see my birth. That was me with Trent. Yeah, yeah I see I see my birth year next to players' names and think, Christ, they're going to get on a bit. <laughs> I won't be signing them. Yeah, I thought I thought it were really good. Um, I thought the midfield as a whole uh, was a lot better. Um, I think by by Chetich, uh, individually, I just like kind of how how involved in the game he is. Um, said with the passes, but I think he was just with his tackling, with his intensity. I think Henderson as well brought that a lot, um, and I think the midfield as a free works having by Chetich a bit higher up the pitch. Um, I think it said Klopp said it's the first time he's ever ever played that role. Um, I did think he played really well. I think at times it looked like they were dropping as more of a, a two and Henderson were going a bit a bit further on, uh, pressing as well on his own. But that might have been just because Henderson was... Well, I've got I've got that written down, actually. Um, um, that Liverpool were constantly in a 4-2-3-1 shape off the ball. And they rotated who was where. Henderson would sometimes press the goalkeeper or Nunes would press the goalkeeper or Gakpo press the goalkeeper. And I just think it looked more solid. We got in... We, we, we plugged the gap in the build-up, two covering. Thought Gakpo was really good off the ball again. Um, but yeah, it did seem to suit um, Bacetic in how he was played. It didn't feel like he had a responsibility to... Um, and they did some good points in Pundetri, having to experience and build this out with him. Um, a real uh, asset for him. Josh, you've turned into a bit of a robot. So, yeah. Sorry to the listeners. <laughs> Are you getting that play? Everyone's doing a bit more. Oh, Jesus Christ. Now recording. I think Discord shit itself. <laughs> right, I, I won't. I won't do. I won't do any kind of um, 
We're just keeping that away. Nice little transition. We'll we'll just keep that. Yeah. Um. If if you listen, Discord shit itself. <laughs> and um, Josh was reading off a lot of a load of lovely stats. Um, you heard the stats. Oh, I don't know. You know, you you sounded like you were turned into the Joshatron three thousand or something. <laughs> I Even think we got the stats in. Yeah, yeah I think we got I, the stats in. Yeah, my brilliant breakdown of Stefan Bosic was definitely there. It was how Fabinho um, needs to thank Henderson and Bosic because they were brilliant in front of him. They resurrected his career. Oh no, he still should be sold in the summer and never be spoken of again. Oh right, okay. Well, that's a take. I mean, I don't disagree, but that's a thing. But yeah, he was I, the only one who wasn't brilliant yesterday, but it was okay. Yeah, it simplified his game, didn't it? I mean, as much as I love Thiago, I think Bacetic really shows how. I don't think he does a lot of unnecessary things, but he can be a bit too patient at times. Whereas Bacetic just he was knocking it other side of the pitch. On a, on a whim, it felt like, um, which is something that we haven't been doing this season, which was a pretty big staple of the of our game over the years. Remember, Robertson and Trent were just ping ponging it from one side to the next um, over the last few years, and that really hasn't been a staple of our game. So that among and for such a scrawny looking guy, a it's impossible to get the ball off, and b he's. His tenacity is like it's up there. Like he was going in for these duels with the dresser gay. I know gay is on the uh, you know wrong side of thirty, but and a homophobe and a homophobe, um, and the daddy long legs that is Amadou Onana, but yeah, he rattled brick brick shit out, isn't he? Who Onana? Yeah. I I tweeted during the game. He is gonna hurt someone. He is seriously gonna hurt someone. Yeah, I don't know how that was the book, and he needed in the face from the eighteen yard box. It was quite funny listening to Leon Leon Osmond say that um, he slipped and was out of control when he tackled Allison, and then they played a replay of it and. But he doesn't slip, he dives into it, he just doubles down and talks about slipping even more. Um, quite incredible how he got close to college GCS. I was going to say, I don't even know how Leon Osmond got that gig. Is it because he's carrying his mate or something? Well, not even in the studio, were they for Monday Night Football? It was a weird... They were on the pitch, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, no, weird scenario. But Cody Gakpo didn't end up 007. He got his goal. They're after Mudrick next. They're after Mudrick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought Gakpo played well. I mean, we we've seen him in flashes. We, we did, like he's got that technical security. You can clearly see he's a technically gifted player, but he has been lacking another. Like I, I've I've just not been impressed with. Him, not physically, well, you could probably say physically, but I just don't think he's had much tenacity to his game. And I don't think Firmino does in that role, really. He's just really clever with all the presses and, and stuff like that. And I can see that to his game, he's cutting off passing options and stuff like that. But yeah, I think we saw a bit more tenacity after the goal. Maybe he got a bit more confidence. 
um, that run through the middle of the park. And we actually saw him stretch his legs as well for the goal, for the first goal. Mm. Well, he's, he's just like one of them big, tall players, wants to get going. To get going. Right. Just, Van Dijk's the same. Do you know that um, Salah goal against Arsenal a few years ago with Bellerin? He headed it past Bellerin. Reminded me of Embry Chan managing to keep up with Sadio Mane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Emery Chan was another one. When you get going, you get going. You can't stop them, but it's just getting them going. Um, but he, he no doubt looked a bit more comfortable off the left, which is, you know, that's just just going to happen, I think, given he's played there for most of his career and he's only been at the club for a month. Um, but I do think he's going to have to adapt to playing down the middle because I think that that's where they have... Me a mark to be completely honest, but he was doing nothing when he was swapping with Nunez. That should be fine for the rest of the season. I don't think see why that would be an issue, even if Jota came in. Him rotating with the left side of forward shouldn't be much of an issue. And all of a sudden, we've got a bit of a selection issue up front. So we've got all these options from nothing to you know, does Jota get? more time on the pitch against Newcastle does for me not get more time on the pitch against Newcastle did you see um, the dis- the discussion about playing Cody Gakpo in midfield my dad mentioned it and I laughed my head off Harrogate did a very very good job of basically saying that no um, who even suggested that oh, oh no, for fuck's sake because he looked so secure in possession and he's six foot four basically so big should be a midfield. Oh yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I can see how it worked. didn't work out at Valencia. If that's as logic. Fucking hell. But yeah, um I think it's the first time we've seen that that front three properly click as well. Um we looked a bit hopeless in the first half up until we got it into the final well, sorry, we, we looked hopeless in the final third. We looked pretty assured until we got it there. Um, and then it clicked in the second half, and hopefully this gives the three of them some confidence going into that Newcastle game, which is, a, a, I mean, clearly the biggest game of the season because we could be back in the top four hunt with a win. What is it, six points behind in the game in hand if we beat them? Uh, yes. Yeah, it's not bad. And it's, it's a highly winnable game now with some of the injury concerns. And suspensions. Is is Gimaraes out? Yeah. yeah. Is he? Yeah, it's Suspended. They've also only won one in six, Newcastle, which. You know, and even the one Howe, they won, they shouldn't have won. Because Eddie Howe's white and English, no one's going to talk about that. Um, so, I think it's it's a highly winnable game. Uh, we've always tended to do quite well against Eddie Howe teams. Uh, um, still the only team to have beaten them I think this season yeah they've drawn a lot I'd be rolling Fabio Carvalho out just to rub it in their faces a little bit but yeah I'm, I'm confident for the Newcastle game it's amazing I know what one what one game can do and it'll be remain to be seen whether yesterday was a turning point or a false dawn we've had plenty of them we all thought Man City was the start of our title charge which never really materialised to put it mildly so it, it, it did seem like we had a bit between our teeth yesterday. There was the focus back. It looked like we were watching 
Liverpool again, or Klopp's Liverpool again, uh, with the intensity. Uh, it does beg the question as to, you know, why haven't we seen it earlier, especially we've had a couple of these weeks where you've had a full week of preparation. Uh, it shouldn't need to be playing Everton to uh, produce performance, but hopefully it, it makes us click. It still is only February. How do we? How do you approach it? Do you go hell for leather or do you keep an eye on Real Madrid in the week? Um... Well, you've just got to think of what have you got the more chance of qualifying for the Champions League through? Is it winning the Champions League or is it through the league? Um, well, the Champions League seven games. Yeah, isn't it? Mm, but it's against better opposition right the way through, isn't it? So, um, I mean, I think Newcastle. You've cut. You've got to go for it against Newcastle, and then. I understand the game in hands away at Chelsea, but I mean, at the at, at the point that we play Chelsea, I'm not too sure what it is, but they could be in a full blown crisis with Potter. I mean, as much as they want to insist that he is the long term coach, at the end of the day, results are going to dictate that. Um, so he could be he could be competing for his job essentially at that stage. Um, it normally only goes one or two ways. We also have Manchester United, Arsenal, and Tottenham at home. Ranfield. Yeah, uh, that game against City away always throws up some absolute vile that we somehow either tend to escape with a draw or get absolutely annihilated. Uh, not really a game. I think it's one of it's actually quite nice to go against City. We'll probably beat him this year because he doesn't yeah. mean more in the league. Yeah, and it means yeah. someone else will win the league. <laughs> Yeah, what do you reckon, Blake? What would you do? Uh, I think at the minute, it's more about, obviously, we've talked about the, the false dawns before. I think it's just building on momentum because we've not had any form of positive momentum all season, really. I think if you if you go into Newcastle in a massive game and beat them, then you go bouncing into Madrid. And, it, and if you can try and build that momentum with players coming back and on the back of a, a massive win, really, against Everton, I think that's more important now than necessarily prioritising one or the other because I don't think really can do in, in the situation we're in um, but yeah I think if, if we can build that momentum build that kind of positive uh, um, momentum going into the games against Madrid and then I think we've got Wolves um, and United after that two home games as well I think so really the, the run we've got now are, are a few winnable games I think um, and the big ones are at home after Newcastle as well if you can go into Newcastle and get a win there, then for me, it, it, it's just more about now trying to build that um, step by step and not have that kind of two steps forward, one step back that we've had all season long. I mean, you can tell this Newcastle game is going to be absolutely vile, by the way. Like, they've been shit out now, but through the season, they're going to know they just need to avoid defeat in that game. Um, I think it's the same for us, though, really. I know, I know a win would be massive, but I don't think a draw is the end of the world. No. I really don't. I don't see. Well. Pressure's off as well. Yeah, the yeah. pressure's all on them. Like I this. Quite frankly, Jurgen Klopp would be delighted finishing ninth. Really. Because it means you have a whole season next year of no European football. And run it back to 13 14, that sort of season. Could be the perfect season for Liverpool to have in. 
what is being billed as obviously the big rebuild and the, the transitional year, is that the perfect time to have just 40 games in a season? Where there's more time on the training pitch, you can you know, embed things into players quicker. It's one of Klopp's biggest gripes with the Premier League is how little training time you get. You mentioned that in the week, that the training time was hugely, hugely important for this week. Is finishing ninth or eighth actually a bad... Does eighth get Conference League or is it seventh? I don't know. I think it depends on the domestic cups now. Yeah, so... I I moved down because United and Newcastle finishing the top six should have fought. Yeah, so that'll move that one spot down and then it depends who wins the FA Cup. So it could be as low as eight. I'm happy. It'll probably be right in knowing our look. I'm happy finishing ninth, personally. So it just removes pressure going into all games, apart from obviously those. I don't know. I I won't won't mind the Europa League or the um, the Conference League. Although. Does it? It doesn't. It doesn't get in the way until like the quarters. You win another trophy, maybe that Klopp hasn't won yet. Europa League. It's like I want to do one of them other ways. I'm just speaking selfishly, to be honest. I want to go to fucking Latvia or something. Here's a question for the weekend then. Van Dyke. You play him or do you? Yeah. No. Yeah. I'll play him. Hundred percent. I I would. I I don't think Evan challenged us. At all, really, defensively, as much as Gomez did do what he had to do well, he did. I just don't trust him. Yeah, I just don't trust him, though. Like, I know you don't trust Gomez, but I don't trust Matty Fever at the minute. Know. I think, that I think he had the shakiest start that out of the two of them. Yeah. I know, but we've seen Matty do that at the better times as well. That's just that's just being Matty. Yeah, I, I, I agree, but I do think his confidence is a bit shot. I know Gomez, you don't know what you're getting game to game, but at the minute, yeah. (laughs) But I'd back Van Dyke and Gomez at the minute over over Matip. I mean, either way, I'd start him. Whether it's Matip or Gomez, I'd start him. Um, But it's telling he didn't come on yesterday. Who's who's Newcastle's forward options? Is it just Wilson at the minute? Is he sacked back? Yeah. Yeah, he's fucking rapid, isn't he? Well, they had three or four players go off against Bournemouth, didn't they? I don't know how bad the injuries were, but... Yeah, he, he hasn't rotated, has he, all season? How? No, as, as long as Trippier assists Shaw for the consolation goal, I'm happy. Oh, right, OK. That's me. That's that's my loyalties. I mean, there's the, there's the Gordon vial. Oh, God. God. Oh, dear God. Could you imagine? Everton fans will be taking that down to the championship with them. <laughs> well, then I finally won their trophy. Oh. So you do do it. But um, but yeah, no, I, I mean it's it, it's a it's turned into a massive week like that. Real Madrid, uh, we're away at Real Madrid next week, aren't we? Yeah. No, we're at home next week. Oh, we are home next week. Yeah, home. Yeah, first. yeah. Oh right, okay. Um, and then who's the weekend after? Palace. Palace. That's that. Away, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Then we've then we've got you know, Wolves Ugh. and United back to back at home. Oh, Palace away. Oof. 
it's getting to the business end, isn't it? It's getting to the business end. I always end feel Palace away is never that bad. No, it isn't. Home's the worst one. Yeah, Palace away ever since the, the three holes hasn't seemed too bad. I mean, we fucked them the other year. We always 3 1. We always would beat them 3 1, and they miss about four open goals. Not 7 0. And the second one. <laughs> that was when the title was all but sealed. I was convinced we were winning the league after yeah, that. I was. We had West Brom and Newcastle the next two games, and we drew both of them. I think nil-nil both. Oh, one. Uh, West West Brom was one-one because Mane scored after five minutes. We're like, yeah, come on, another one, another one. Then Sam Allardyce decided who's going to be Sam Allardyce. I think I um, conspiracy theory that year. I think we we hundred percent win the league if Van Dijk don't get injured. Yeah, we probably do. I mean, not even just Van Dijk, Gomez, and everybody well, yeah, else. Yeah, but I think that, that I think that's that's the the spiral. But I think if that Everton game doesn't happen and Thiago and Van Dijk don't get the big injuries, I think we're in the league. But that's a different point. Hmm. Speaking on Thiago, would you start Thiago if he's back against Newcastle? Four weeks, isn't it? Oh, is he out for a month? Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Maybe not then. Don't need him anyway. No, we've got Stefan. I wouldn't have started him. Spanish counterpart. I wouldn't have started him. I'd leave the field as it is. Who's back? Arthur. Oh, well. Well. (laughs) That that changes everything. Real Madrid, did they? Quaking. Quaking in there. He's not even in the squad, is he? No. No. His presence. It's just his presence. Could you imagine? Could you imagine how weak and Naby Keita Arthur midfield to be? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, no. We've got time yet to see it. Um, I'm all right. You know, I'm really okay. That's when we're at eleventh with four <laughs> games to go, but in the Champions League semi-finals. <laughs> yeah, no. Away. I think um I think Henderson against Everton as bad as he was on the ball I thought. Uh oh it was Pete John Henderson, wasn't it? He definitely facilitated very run, well. Run, 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 hooked ball into the box right hand side. <laughs> <laughs> he took his uh, disallowed goal well. Oh, of course he did. <laughs> he, he saw the flag and heard the whistle and thought, right. <laughs> My dad wow, said he needs to play with his England shirt on under his Liverpool shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that made me chuck. But no, I, I think he facilitated for Trent and Salah very well. I, I don't think it's much of a surprise that it was probably their best games as well. And as long as I can remember, it looked like a, a good old dynamic down that right side rather than Shoehorn and poor old Elliot. On that side, um, it, was, it was nice to see them mix it up as well. I mean, we've said before, haven't we? Trent, when he decides he's playing in midfield or when he's been told to, that's all he does. Um, I thought it was great yesterday. He was coming in, he was going round, he was staying back, going forward. I thought it, it was the perfect thing to do. And we've, I've mentioned it before, just just mix that up, um, change the dynamic. And I thought Trent was very sloppy in the first half an hour, but after that, was was great in terms of the options he provided uh, and him, Salah and Henderson as you say um, had, a, had a really really good game as a three and 
nothing nothing really got past them. Uh, I thought Pashasic helped out as well. He, he, he was always running over, Fabinho was as well, so just yeah, everything clicked um, for that side, uh, which was which was the real positive. Yeah, no, I, I mean, just going back to Pashasic, I'm just so so impressed with his physical side, to be honest, as an 18-year-old. Don't get me wrong, he's fucked by the 80th minute, but I can understand it. Um, not just the just, not just that the technical part, which is brilliant, obviously, but like the, the, to to physically be able to play in, in a Liverpool midfield like that. Obviously, anybody could probably play in the bloody Liverpool midfield up until this point, but to play in the, like an intense Liverpool midfield like he did um, last night and look like he he looked like he was he was a leader in there. One of those leaders where he's leading by example, obviously, because he's only 18. Mo Salah, Mo Salah said in the interview at the end, um, since he came in, he's been the best player in the team. Yeah, well, it, it, he looked and similar to Wijnaldum, didn't he? He looked mm. a bit more intense, I think, actually, with the ball, that is. We made, we made a really good decision in that game yesterday. I thought we managed the game really well. Um, it was that peak uh, rest rest when he did. yeah 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 we, we were we were walking a lot of the time but it was, the crowd weren't too happy about it but it's what we've seen it's what won us league titles was um sorry a league title um was controlling what the opposition do and we all know that Everton aren't going to pass their way through you so sitting off and letting the defenders try and pick a pass out was was perfect we did that really well they had one really good chance in open play, which I thought Tom Davis probably should have scored. Um, and then one from a set piece, which ironically we scored from. But you can forgive a set piece when it's James Tarkovsky battling with you. That, that is a, a 50-50. If you lose it, okay, fair enough. But other than that, they did absolutely nothing. And that's, that's the best thing, I think, from yesterday. was A lot's been made of how easy Liverpool are to play against. And we did not look easy to play against yesterday. Mm. So, just looking at the numbers because I'm not the only one who can look. You're not the only one who can look at numbers, Josh. You know what I mean? That's why you're the host with the most. <laughs> right. So, in terms of attacking output in the game. Darwin Nunez was the attacker with the most attacking output despite only playing 69 minutes, which is very Darwin Nunez of him, even though he didn't come away with the goal. He did get an assist, though. But did that counter-attack not look very Mane and Salah-esque? It's what we've missed for a long time. We've not, we've not counter-attacked this season. No. We've counter-attacked for a while, like that mm. anyway. No, but no, we we we've tried to. We haven't. We we haven't done it though. Well, I think I think we've definitely tried to, but it was that kind of. I remember at a point, the club's Dortmund team were were having to, well, not having to, but trying to give the ball back to the opposition on purpose in order to create pressing situations. And I think we did that yesterday. Um, but that that. Them lightning quick attacks oh, the, the, the from back to front from corners. Was, was, let, was letting them hit the inside of the post. 
stroke of genius. <laughs> stroke of genius. <laughs> what I did like about that, you know, nearly conceding was we actually actively defended the second situate the second phase rather than stand there and just look and go, bloody hell, I'm a bit lucky there. I want to slam it in. <laughs> we, 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 we seemed up for winning the ball back. Gomez does really well. Probably his best pass he'll ever play is the deflection into Salah. Um, he plays a lovely, sorry, into Nunes, who plays a lovely one-two with Salah. And, um, yeah, as you say, the flying forwards reminds me of remember that West Ham away yeah. one from the corner where it was 4v1. <laughs> just, <laughs> the defender's just got fear in his eyes. As, uh, he has the best attack in potentially the world running at him. Um, and as I said in the pre- before we uh, came live, Jordan Pickford going for a walk kind of makes Mo Salah's mind up for him. He actually says as much. I thought he oh, took it. I thought he took it off Gakpo's toes. I was only fuming from where I was sat. But, but Salah went. Yeah, I saw Pickford going the other way, so I just didn't put my foot through it. I just it was a heavy touch. Really it was. The goal. Um, it's very such a strange goalkeeper, isn't he? Such yes. a strange goalkeeper. He's like Connor Cody. He gives it the big one, but plays against Liverpool and just absolutely shits himself. If he's not breaking our players' legs, he's just giving us goals. Which you know, it's the rough with the smooth, isn't it? Risk and reward. But from a more more um, so. Obviously, we, we've we've touched on a little like a normal Liverpool performance. Well, what we would consider a normal Liverpool performance, maybe not this season. Um, in terms of progressive carries, you've also got Robertson carrying the ball a lot more. Obviously, that led to the second goal. Um, Salah with eight car- progressive carries. That's double anybody else on the team. So we were actually getting the ball to Salah. Uh, he seemed fairly isolated recently. Good to see him actually getting on the ball. And Joel Matip was third highest with his three carries. So before you just want to just drop him, you've got to take that into consideration. Mind you, Gomez had two, so. Not the carries, he's big gangly legs that, you know, deflects everything in. Well, yeah, yeah. He doesn't seem in control of them a lot of the time. That's the issue as well. the ball in the first place. He either scores the opposition or just doesn't kick the ball at all. And he's got a big 50 pence head. Yeah, but the 50 pence head sometimes comes in handy with the LCB goals. The RCB goals, sorry. No, was it LCB? RCB, RCB goals. Yeah, that doesn't score. Yeah, that, that's, uh, yeah that, that's probably been the most disappointing thing about Van Dijk since he's joined Anna. Like, I'll tell you what, he scores that free kick that Salah has. Somehow. He, he just blasts it. I thought, I thought he should have done what... Um, they did that Stamford Bridge with Trent mm, I think they should have passed it to Gakpo yeah. he was just stood five yards away from the wall anything I just I, most I'll take him free kicks I just can't abide by it if, if, if you're having any left footer in the team taking a free kick I'd rather it be Robertson honestly he must be really good in training at free kicks for the amount of free kicks we've given him over the years he must be really has good has he scored one has he ever scored one PSG PSG he's the sort of player you need Someone who wants to do it all themselves. Yeah, go on, come on, Christoph. <laughs> 200 million is yours. Never know, it could be United. Oh, imagine that. 
Imagine the top reds if we sold. Sorry, bottom reds if we sold. Whoa! Fucking. Don't be conflating. See, if we got 200 million, he could go anywhere, as far as I'm concerned. New seller. Yeah. yeah but are you gonna Where are you getting 200 million from? Who are you replacing them with? Oh, one whole Bellingham. One whole. <laughs> 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 I was actually saying to my brother uh, earlier that. Um, Obviously, this summer is the whole. This is the midfield summer that's been built up for years. Next summer is the left-footed forward summer. That's <laughs> last chance, guys. Yeah, left-footed forward. I don't know. I think at some point over the next couple of years, we're gonna have to look at the centre-back market as well. Yeah. yeah, I think it'll be this summer as well. I think, yeah, it, I think I wouldn't be surprised if we walked away with a with a Guardiola. Well, I was gonna say, like, since since he's like. Professor's love. I've 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 been a bit on the radial chain, but you just he is very Croatian. Also, who who's gonna drop to the bench? <laughs> Be, get rid of Matic. Yeah, I know, but is Canati just gonna sit on the bench? No, but uh, yeah, but Van Dijk's not gonna be starting in three years, is he? No, yeah, I know, but we, we, I mean, we're talking about signing them in what five months time. I mean, every now and again, we'll have to drop Joel Gomez for one of them. Um, but <laughs> I think we'll be able to get him in. Don't don't speak of such things, Blaine. I'll take that seriously. <laughs> I think if you get 30, 40 million for Gomez, you just say, yeah, go on. I don't think you're going to get 30 or 40 million for Gomez, though. Yeah, Steven Gerrard's last left of Dillow, hasn't he? Yeah, but pe- people have like got eyes, you know, like they've, they've watched them for the last three Eddie, years. Eddie Howe, <clears throat> he's famous for buying our off cuts for inflated prices. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be massive. That goes, it won't be Gomez. Yeah, you get the at 15. <clears throat> you won't get anything yeah. for him. Shake your hand. Five mil. You get about a five, yeah. Really? He's on big wages and everything, isn't he? He's nearly 32. Christoph. 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 Are you listening? <laughs> hey, to be fair, he could do well at PSG. He may... Well... Stand I, on the halfway line, do nothing. I mean, I know... He, I, I, I'm not... I don't think he was born in Cameroon, but he's a Cameroonian international. He might speak some French. He probably does speak French. I think you can say that with some... I know he's German if you want to hear that. Yeah, he was born in German. Germany. Dortmund, Borussia Dortmund, you need an aging past it centre back. <laughs> they sound Matt Hummels in favour. Exactly, you haven't signed enough of them in the past few years. Come on, get another one in. But yeah. couldn't do that, could he? He's played for Schalke. Oh, shit, yeah. He'd be lynched. Um, so, what are we going for? Score predictions for Newcastle, anyway. Oh! No, oh. Yeah, need to type Newcastle in. Can I find out how many points behind I am at this point? Yes, you can. You are uh, 10 behind me. And one I'm still not 100% again. sure how the point system works, if I'm being honest. Okay, so if you get a correct score, you get 10 points. Uh, no one's Ten. managed that this season. No one's managed it. Um, if you correctly predict the margin of victory, uh, it's 5. And if you get the correct result, so with loss or draw, you get two. And if the player you decide is a goal scorer scores first, you get three points. And if they score at any time, you get one. So everybody got nothing, 
apart from me against Everton because I said Mo Salah would score first. So that leaves um, Shane in the Arsenal position of fourth with one point from just two predictions. So yeah, we'll let him off. Uh, Blaine in third with eight, uh, Dave in second with nine, and then myself in first with 18. All right, do you, do you want to pat yourself on the back anymore? Well, I do keep manipulating the score system to make sure that I do well. Yeah, and I've noticed that in fairness. Yeah. I mean, you weren't very happy with my prediction 0 0 last week. I think the funniest thing was you predicting the highest XG chance for Dominic <laughs> Calvert Lewin and he just got injured. If, if that happens, can I not have like a substitute in, in place? No. Do no, I have a substitute yes. if Salah doesn't play? I'm happy if you want one. Well, I'm happy if I don't. So, no. Fair no. Enough. I should, do you know what? If you predicted 1 1 with Dominic Calvert Lewin, I might have been a little bit more amenable. But nil nil. Sounds like you're uh, cracking under a bit of the pressure at the top, though, to me. But nil nil is a shit out. Josh is cracking up. Josh Arteta over there. Yeah. <clears throat> the Spanish dash. <laughs> You'd love to be the Spanish Dyche. Or is Dyche the English Arteta? Oh. The Burnley Arteta. I'm going 1 0. He's going to bite. 1 0. Do I have to predict how this is the, Isn't this going to be like. Did we face Forest after the City game when we were all like 5 0, 6 0? Fucking. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, on that one, Josh kind of let me down the road if Forest are really bad. And, and I know, yeah. I don't think I've been disproven, though. I don't know. They've got the most points in the league, I think, in uh, 2023. Okay. I, I think I'm say most points in the league. in the league table. <laughs> Arsenal have the most points in the league. You're our resident Midlander, and you don't even know... Oh, what... Steve Cooper doesn't even know what's... I, 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 it just sounds eyes. like tactics to me. The nil-nil and the forest thing are, are, are sound like tactics. I think you're an absolute lunatic with predicting 1-0 against Newcastle, if I'm honest. Why, why is that? Oh, one goal. Well, if clean, Newcastle draw 1-1. A clean, one, sheet. A clean we, sheet. We've just kept a clean sheet. Oh, against the worst team in the can, league. Can I reframe my 1-0 moment for Josh to pick his and then we'll go again? Yeah, go on then, Dave. Where the fuck am I going? Alright, 3-1. Liverpool. 3-1? Yeah. Is that just because we beat, we beat Everton 2-0? No, it's because um, Klopp's always done well against Newcastle, apart from when Steve McLaren's the manager. Wait, um, Klopp was managing us when Steve McLaren was Newcastle manager? Yeah, we lost 3-0, didn't we? You're taking the mic, really? Yeah. I don't even... That's been badly memory hold. I didn't even know. All right. Sure, well. Okay. Yeah, because Wijnaldum played for them. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Put that one out, haven't I? Uh, you said Salah, didn't you? No, I can't say that. I'm going to yeah. go with... Last time I predicted him, he did score first, so I'm going to go for Darwin. Oof. Dave? No, 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 no extra narrative on the Darwin pick now, just just plain old I'm going Darwin. And uh, then he'll get sent off for jumping in the crowd. 
I don't, I don't know. No, no with a narrative. No. Um, I'm gonna go two 0 <clears throat> That's that is a more sane prediction. Three one. Three one is a mad prediction. Three one is mad. Three one is a mad prediction. Like Newcastle hardly yeah. score or concede, right. and you're saying three one. I can't wait to win one 0 next week. I cannot wait. <laughs> Well, it's this week, so <laughs> let's let's be factually correct. We don't want to be giving any misleading information. Um, the highest XG chance will also. Be. Oh fucking hell! Joe Linton from from one yard out <laughs> likes that one. Ah, oh, he's a twat, that Joe Linton. Anyway, I want to I want to throw in a little bit of a caveat for this episode. I can't. Have I even given you my goal scorer? <laughs> uh, no. Oh, can, sorry. Do you want hopes and duties? It's all right. You know you can have them. You're all. You're all. I. Everyone knows I run predictions. So <laughs> I whip out. The, I've got the spreadsheet. <laughs> I've got the color coded spreadsheet. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with. Uh, Salah. Okay. Because it could be a pen. I think it might be a pen. pen. No offence there, but that is quite a boring pick. So is your lunchbox, but we don't really discuss that. Where the fuck did that come from? (laughs) Anyway, the caveat is we are not going to be able to record an episode before Real Madrid. So we have not talked about that game when we probably should have done. Yeah, I don't think we want to. I think we're just we're, we're trying to we're, we're trying to ride the high, and you're talking about Real Madrid coming to town. Right, we need to predict it at least. Well, okay, so, oh, okay. I'll go first. Going for back to back three ones. Oh no, no. Yeah, and I'm going, I, I think I think you've got a bit cocky now with it. I'm the going point lead. for Salah in that one. What do you want? Um, <laughs> fucking hell. Okay. I can, I, I'm doing it because I can. As Blaine says, I have a big cushion. I'm doing it because I can. <laughs> um, I'll go. Correct. I'm halving it to five. So, you know. Because <laughs> I can. I'm going to go with... Um, 1-1. One, one. Ugh. Ooh. And I'm gonna go with uh, Jota. Well, that's I'm a nice only, one. I'm not quite I'm like only, that. I'm only saying three-one because I'm I'm begging to see some suffer ball at the Bernabeu. You it's, just love suffer ball, though. It's Champions League heritage for Liverpool that we just suffer away. Well, we usually suffer against Madrid, but it's more kind of Fabinho, in finals and, and stuff. At the bird of bow. Fabinho, Henderson and Milner. Bring it. I do not. James Milner is going to get like Fernandinho'd by Vinicius. And I don't want to see that. Yeah, when he's playing right back. Well, Imagine. that's the only place he plays. Well, he came playing... on in the destroyer role. Yeah, I was going to say, he came on as a fucking enforcer. He may as well have come on with them, one of them bands that bounces way around the shit, around their arms. He may have. He may as well have come on with a yellow card. Just uh, to be fair, I noticed yeah. when Jota came on, he was just nailing Seamus Coleman at every opportunity. Like he was just going in. I don't know whether they've got like issues from past derbies or anything, 
but Jota looked hell-bent on getting booked <laughs> via Seamus Coleman yesterday. Even even in the um, the little argy-bargy, the, um, you had Jota running up to Coleman. Maybe he just doesn't like the Irish. Oh. Now we'll, we'll know, Shane, listen. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna drop these tests. Go drop these tests instead. Yeah, he didn't. He, did, he didn't bite last week, did he? But it's the title. Jota hates the Irish. Josh, Jota hates the Irish. No, not not me. Don't put me. I didn't say. Josh, I didn't say Josh. Listen, just because I got all this, but you corrected yourself though after saying Josh. So... What you have we, have we got Blaine's prediction? No, it doesn't matter. Um, three 0 Real Madrid. Because... I'm trying to. Uh, it's, it's trying to go in between boring and, and, and madness for the predictions. So I'll go with two uh, 0 and I do like the Jota shout. I'll go with uh, Nunes though to score. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the Jota shout. <laughs> what a shout! You've you've you had a moan at me. This, this is like um, this is like those fantasy picks, isn't it? When you go on fantasy and you're like, ah, you know what, fuck it, I'll put Junior Stanislas in my fantasy team. We all become the embodiment of Mark Lawrenson when we predict Liverpool games. I think Liverpool are unbeaten in my prediction since 2019. I had us to Well, you've kind of got to, yeah, so did I. But you... you, I I had us to win. We are the top Reds, Josh, so we, we are delusional. And those seasons where we've predicted big wins, we've actually won the league in all of them. Yeah. Yeah. So, how many times have won the league now? Twenty one. Listen, I'm taking I'm taking personal responsibility for um for this season because I've been going your ways. So blame me. Not Chris Morgan, not Jurgen Klopp, not Peplin, just blame me. I just want to get to the top of the predictions league now. <laughs> Can we blame James Pierce? Because that's really funny to do. James Pierce has gone off the map now, hasn't he? Well, I've, I've, you got bodied by Klopp. He's gone full radio sounds. <laughs> He's joined the uh, Netspend boys and being quiet now. No. <laughs> oh! <laughs> right. I find it really funny how when Klopp tore into James Pierce and he's come out and said I wasn't even angry at the time I <laughs> <laughs> scrapping around by the bins and the, uh, the actor no but it, it, to be fair Klopp really clarified and it was it did seem down the line that what we were saying is the, the Athletic seemed to have got a bit too personal with certain staff members um, hi Andreas yeah hi Andreas hi Pep hi whoever the head of communications is that, Hogan, the last one <laughs> well yeah but whoever Simon Hughes kind of hinted towards Klopp maybe having certain relations with when living together um, but yeah anyway um, big week hopefully we'll be back next week with a bit more positivity because to be honest uh, 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 even if it's just like content for the pod because we have just been scratching around for scraps haven't we yeah. like since we've been shit, there's just nothing to talk about because it's just the same issues every year. I feel sorry for like people who make podcasts for like, oh shit. I mean, could you imagine being an Everton podcast? Just pure anger. 
and sack the board. And then something about 1985. <laughs> Ooh, for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Anyway, I hope everybody enjoyed Everton's last trip to Anfield. Enjoyed the pod. But yeah, hopefully we'll be in back. In order. Be back next. Yeah, in that order. Hopefully we'll be back next week with a bit more positivity with a couple of wins under the belt and back on the road. Back to back wins. <laughs> if you listen to our stupid predictions, anyway. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. See you next week. Right, I'm gonna actually have to edit that now. No, okay, yeah. Fine. No, because I've got to actually like splice them together yeah, at least. Together, yeah. We can do that in order. Just copy and paste. I don't do it in order.